Welcome aboard, Captain. Welcome back to Wrath of Khan Minute, the podcast where we talk about Star Trek II, The Wrath of Khan, one minute at a time. I'm Chris LaSalle. And I'm David Stoker. Hey, David. Happy Friday. Yes, welcome back. And to you, sir. We are, uh, we are back talking about Minute 15 of Star Trek II, The Wrath of Khan. Minute 15 starts out with um, Marcus the Jr., Dr. Marcus the Jr., saying, perverted. <laughs> actually perverted into a dreadful weapon. Yep. Uh, and ends a minute later with Chekhov saying, the tricorder must be broken. <laughs> you just like doing those uh, Chekhov voices. I wish I could do the whole thing as Chekhov, but I just, I like the way he says broken. Right. <laughs> uh, so yeah, so Marcus the Younger is is, is concerned about that the, uh, the Genesis <clears throat> experiment could be perverted into a dreadful weapon. That's why he's... Uh, He's all nervous about his dealings with the Starfleet, and the, uh, it's, it's interesting how I don't think right. I, ever, I ever really thought about it before, and I don't think we've talked about it on the podcast yet about how Starfleet is very militarized. Yes, in this one, right? Uh, and uh, I always find it uh, not unsettling or off-putting the way you know Doctor Marcus calls it the military. I'm like the military, right? Um, Anyway. Well, I think Nicholas. I think Nicholas Meyer. I think we talked about it. Like, you know, in this movie, particularly, like he had brought um, the Federation into this more naval sort of. You know, that's you know what he grew up reading was those Horatio Hornblower uh, books, and um, you know, sort of bringing that nautical, naval, military feel back to. You know, this is you know, it's not necessarily military, but. Uh, you know the federation is more, has a more unified look and feel i guess yeah. maybe yeah yeah it's just interesting and i'll have to pay attention to how uh, if that plays out through the other films too how much of a i don't know the, the military aspect gets played up but it's it's definitely right yeah heavily played up here in this film um yeah and there's a little bit of you know i love my foreshadowing and there's a you know a little bit of foreshadowing here where you know he talks about you know, the overgrown Boy Scout that uh, used to hang around. And, you know, she says, you know, listen, kiddo, Jim Kirk was many things, but never a Boy Scout. So there's sort of a hint there that there's a relationship or previous goings on there between Dr. Marcus the Elder and uh, and Kirk. Yep, for sure. And, uh, you know, not to, uh, you know, jump to conclusions, but, well, she's a attractive woman. She, who used yes. to hang around with Kirk? I'm guessing you know, they were. I'm guessing they were friendly. Yes. <laughs> uh, based on what we know about Kirk's uh, younger days. Um, right. Yes. <laughs> so, so yeah, not a Boy Scout. I would. I guess I would. I mean, Lily. We Kirk's. We, we love Kirk. Kirk's Kirk's a hero. Kirk's admirable. All that stuff. Uh, um, but yeah, a bit of a ladies' man. I would. Yeah, I don't think I. I would ever. Uh, say he was a boy scout either no no he's a little too uh too uh too wild as it were yep um so from there they they cut away uh they cut back to uh reliant in orbit and one thing i've i'd never noticed 
before until you know looking at these minute this movie one minute at a time that yep. uh, this this shot of the reliant uh, orbiting uh, SETI Alpha Six um, is it's I think it's just a it's a splice from the the, the minute a couple minutes ago when we saw saw it flying in orbit it was right. kind of it was passing over the planet and in this shot it just picks up from where it left off and then keeps progressing. So I think they, yeah. they, uh, they just reused a one long shot, split it in two. Split um, it in two. Well, yeah. Get your money's worth. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so we get the, uh, you hear someone announcing they're going to, they're beaming down, uh, Captain Terrell. I, yeah. I couldn't find any information, you know, as we try to look into these <laughs> various, uh, lower level characters and who they may be. I could not find anything on who was the voice of the transporter chief here. Oh, right. If it's it wasn't Beach or yeah, it was didn't sound like it was Mr. Beach. It just um, it, it, everything I found it just is either voice or reliant voice or transporter chief. That's all I've ever found. I, I don't find any actor or anything on that. Gotcha. But, I think we do have to uh, make the obligatory comment that I think everybody who talks about Star Trek has to, is that why is the captain of the vessel <laughs> the one who's beaming down to the strange planet that no one's been on before? <laughs> they always put the captain in harm's way. Yeah. Uh, but again, I, I won't belabor that one. We, everybody makes that joke in Star Trek. So it's uh, at least it's consistent, right? This is just yet another captain saying, so yeah, I'm going to go check out the danger. However, they, I think they do make a point in Next Generation that Riker goes on a lot of the away missions for that exact reason, to protect the captain from, you know, endangering himself. Oh, okay. And, you know, I, definitely in, you know, the, the original series, you know, Kirk goes on, what, 99% of the away missions. Mm-hmm. And, you know, even in a lot of the the movies, he's, he's you know, first to beam down. Um, but... Uh, yeah, definitely in Next Generation. I, you know, that's one of Riker's primary, th- primarily things is to his job is to lead the away missions, specifically to protect Picard from going. So they, see, they've learned some lessons since the 23rd right. century. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, so we get to see our uh, our first um, transporter effect of the film. Yes, uh, and, and um, looks pretty good. Yeah, it's cool. Looks pretty good. I, I think it's fun. Um, actually, you know, I, I'm going to take that back. I don't know if it's fun. I guess I find it. It's a fun. I think I think the opposite. It's in a way, it's annoying that uh, I think in every film, the transport effect is different. Is different. Yeah. Yes. I mean, the, the motion picture. We were talking offline about the motion picture one. It looked like a shower stall that just had water in it or something. Right. It's just like it's like a solid thing and yeah has sort of that watery sort of smoky look to it and then you sort of see the person beaming inside of that which is i mean they're definitely sort of standing still and they're sort of bringing him into the scene you know with movie magic but you know so anyway we'll talk about i guess we can compare and contrast all of them as we move along right but uh but yeah this one's pretty cool very golden and you know you get this the kind of the, the lines fading in in both directions and the uh i don't know <laughs> speckles <laughs> that's <laughs> oh, like fairy dust what do you got i don't know um but uh i did uh found that found it interesting so we haven't really talked about this we talked about the special effects as far as the models go um 
of the right. know, the regular space station and Reliant and um, the Enterprise. Uh, a lot of the special effects for this film were done by Industrial Light and Magic. Um, yep, but not all of them. And this is one of the ones that wasn't. Uh, this this uh, particular effect was done by a company called Visual Concept Engineering. Um, which is actually run by a gentleman who used to work at ILM, Peter Curran. Um, and uh, so he did it, uh, he changed it up a little bit from, uh, you know, the back in the original series, it was kind of like they did like a you know, freeze frame of the yeah. person standing there, and then they would essentially animate the effect, right? And then he would, then he'd start moving once, once the transporter right. effect was complete. Um, this for the first time he changed it up so that the the so that people could actually move and have conversations during the transporter event um, right and i see i think we see a tiny bit of it here um we start to see terrell and Chekhov moving a little bit before the effect is over uh, right but we'll see that even more prominently later in the film too which i think is pretty cool i actually like that they did that um, right uh, no yeah definitely it's you know making the future future look better yeah. Future technology. Future's cool. Someday someday we'll have transporters. <laughs> so they arrive on SETI Alpha Six and it's a mess. Yep. It's uh it's also a uh, very well designed set. Um, it is not a real desert or a real place. It's a huge sound stage that they uh they apparently built with sort of this I don't know. They, you know, they said uh, well, I was watching back, you know, behind the scenes, and they said they built this huge well, and you know, sort of like this little, you know, hill with valley, a valley, and just dumped like eight to ten inches of sand on the entire set. Oh, really? Okay. And, and I guess they they had to go around to you know other movie studios and uh, rent out their you know these gigantic you know taller than me fans. And what they used was just, you know, to blow the sand all around. And, you know, when you look at the scene, a lot of that sort of blowing effect, eh, it looks a little fake and there's a little... But that apparently is all the sand that is moving around in the scene. Oh, okay. So it's a mixture of actual sand flying around in that right. animated foreground yeah. effect. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Uh, yeah. So... Uh, you know, seeing pictures of behind the scenes and you saw a lot of the crew wearing, you know, the masks over their face and their goggles on their eyes because of, you know, they had sand blowing in every, you know, every which way, yeah. which, you know, good use of budget again, making a, you know, a realistic effect out of sand. <laughs> sand. Yeah. I did. Uh, it's funny because you were, uh, I, I was going to, uh, I had, I had a question. I don't know if this came up in, in what you were looking if you saw those behind the, uh, behind the scenes photos, but I was assuming that, uh, especially when they first beam down, there's like a, you know, a rocky kind of structure outcropping just off to the right. Right. Um, and uh, I was, first thing I thought of was like, oh, yeah, it's totally styrofoam. <laughs> <laughs> well, they did during the, you know, one of the producers had mentioned, um, you know, that the, a lot of the rocks that you do see in the scene are you know, styrofoam, they're cut and weathered and aged. So yeah, this is all, this is all soundstage scenery. Mm -hmm. I don't think, you know, there's anything real here other than the sand. Right. Well, that's very much a throwback to the original series, right? Cause I mean, it, Oh yeah, definitely. Classic, right. The, the, yep. the surface of the planets being on sound stages and, uh, uh, you know, 
the the one someone was smart right or i guess it's you know part of the the whole storyline but having all that sand blowing around you don't quite get a a great look at the set so it, it, it uh does a good job hiding any of the any of the um the styrofoam <laughs> right yeah <laughs> so no, i think they did a good job you know you have the uh I'm assuming, as we've talked about, you know, the SETI Alpha and the distance, the star and the distance. And, uh, yeah, I think they did a – again, I, I've said it before. With the budget they had, I think they did a pretty good job with, this, with the effects. For sure. Um, one thing I wanted to call out here that I, I really like about the – it starts in this minute, continues on for the next couple, um, is the tricorder beep. Yep. Um, it is uh, – it's 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 a callback to it. I think it's I think the first time it shows up that I I can think of. I think it shows up in Alien, um, right? When they're uh, kind of tracking the alien in the the tunnels <laughs> or the airways, right? Um, but then gets used heavily in Aliens. Yes. When, oh yeah. When, when they're in the room and they're waiting, you know, the tread like oh, he's in the walls or you know that whole yeah. scene. But the, those <laughs> that the little the little blip, the little beep, is such a great <laughs> tension builder. It's oh not, yeah, not yet, right? Like right now, it's just you know, beep, beep, it's whatever. But it definitely, uh, it definitely, <laughs> it does a great job of getting you amped up. Like, what is happening? Something's coming! Oh my god! Oh yeah. Um, so it's a, it's a uh, amazing There's what just the sound can do. <laughs> yeah, the moments in. I mean, we talked about it in minute. Uh, I think minute three when the, just that single note. You know, in the twenty third century, you just hear that single note yeah. and. Uh, we didn't actually mention it in last minute when uh, you know Dr. Marcus and Dr. Marcus are talking in the uh, in the hallway. There's this sort of look between them, and then it sort of quickly transitions to them walking through. And it's sort of like there's sort of a little bit of a sound in music, you know, a little bit of tension oh. sound there. And you know, even here, like you said, you have the tricorder, and you're building even more tension. So we're already, you know. Yeah. We're, we're talking about a weapon that could be perverted, and now we're on a planet that you know they don't, don't know what's on it, and this ominous uh, sound coming from the tricorder that you know the, yep. good could be anything. Yep, they're building this up for something. Yep, something's coming. Uh, so what do we got? Terrell and Chekhov now, or oh, the the suits. Uh, yes. Oh yeah. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> the suits are. Uh, we're, uh, we're go- uh, this will come up more than once in the in the podcast. Is uh, talking about the cost cutting that they did um, yep. to to bring this thing in in, in on a, a ten million dollar budget. Uh, these suits are reused uh, as well from the motion picture, and uh, they were uh, taken from the the little I don't know jet jet pod suits that uh, at least Spock takes out. But I think there's another foreshadowing exercise where somebody's out on the outside of the enterprise and tooling around it's got a little jetpack in the back yep. and tooling around out in space by himself um so they reuse those suits uh here i think they, yes they probably they modified them somewhat for for this film but uh more penny pinching by the uh <laughs> wrath of con or paramount pictures <laughs> <laughs> yes um I think we sort of talked about this offline about some of the differences, and that will definitely come into play. And, um, but uh, <laughs> yeah, moving on to what they're you know they're they're beaming down, they're they're you know surprised at I guess what they're seeing because Terrell sort of mentions you know are you sure we're in the correct coordinates? 
and uh, you know Chekhov's like uh, yeah this is the garden spot of City Alpha 6 and you know they, they I almost feel like they're you know Terrell's like you know are we are we here or what what is, there's nothing here what's going on this is their particle of preeminent matter <laughs> yes <laughs> no wonder this place is a dump <laughs> uh, so yeah there's nothing here the tricorder must be broken <laughs> all right well uh do you have anything do you have any other notes for this minute dave I don't, I'm, I'm all out nope i'm uh, uh we're gonna be coming up to some uh some good minutes here and we're getting t- to some good stuff so oh, yeah very excited yeah. yes uh, all right. Well, cool. Well, then uh, I think we'll wrap it up here then and uh, say thanks to everybody for listening. And um, we'll be back again on Monday with Minute 16. Um, and so over the weekend, if you uh, want to check us out, we're on the web at uh, wrathofconminute.com. Uh, we're on uh, Facebook. And uh, you can reach us on Twitter at Minute, And uh, we're also on Instagram. So we'll be using that to uh, post some interesting uh, we're finding all sorts of fun behind-the-scenes uh, photos and stuff, so we'll be sharing those yep. on our Instagram account. So keep an eye on that. Um, in the meantime, yep. And oh, go ahead. Yep. No, I was just going to say, you know, it's Friday, and mm. uh, we want to call out our uh, fellow Minute brethren. You know, the Star Wars Minute, Back to the Future Minute, Indiana Jones, Jaws, Goodfellas, and uh, newly started Alien Minute. Um, so please check them out and. Uh, they have their own pages on Facebook, what whatnot. All good minutes, so definitely. You know, as listen, listening to us, uh, we're sure you're coming from definitely from Star Wars Minute. But please give them all a listen. Absolutely, good stuff. All right, Dave. Well, then you enjoy your weekend, and uh, you we'll, too. We'll see you guys all back here on the Wrath of Khan Minute. <laughs> <laughs>